Hello and welcome to Crushing Comics Season 2. Um, we're back from our um, uh, extremely long Christmas it's a, break. It's a back um, <laughs> Our unpaid sabbatical from, from each other, really. <laughs> that was the most important thing we got break yeah. from each other. Good uh, time. I, <laughs> especially for me uh i am the colonel uh with me is the secret bend of 11 herbs and spices that makes you crave the show every week it's liz and i'm paul how are you doing uh doing well good. you know uh, good to see you again paul i say <laughs> in where's the air quotes <laughs> good to see you again right good job uh, as always it is a uh I won't say pleasure to see you, but uh, <laughs> I'm certainly glad to have someone on the show. Uh, Good to be back. <laughs> we are indeed uh, very glad to be back for season two of this show. Uh, season two will hopefully be a bit different from season one. Uh, not this week, though, because various technical issues have prevented us from doing everything we wanted to this week. And uh, uh, Liz can only apologise for her lack of technical knowledge. Um, <laughs> the the uh, thing that's causing the problems. Um, <laughs> I dispute this wholeheartedly. Well, one day I'm going to release a tell-all podcast that uh, explains our, our sordid history, Liz, <laughs> of all, all the things you've made go wrong on the pod. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah. Um no, it is great to see you again. Uh it's great to be back reading uh reading comics uh for if if not for our enjoyment then certainly for everyone else's uh we read comics so you don't have to. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> no. And there have been some good interesting things this week. We are going to talk about Sabretooth number 1 from Marvel. Um we are going to talk about um Primos from uh, AWA, uh, New Masters number one from Image. Image. Uh, we might also throw a brief conversation in about the Monkey Prince number one and the excellent number one. We'll see how we are for time. Uh, and um, I might because... make mention of uh, Dark Knights of Steel as Indeed, well. Indeed, we yes. This is going to talk talk about Dark Knights of Steel, hopefully giving us a no-spoiler version because I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm warning you, Liz. Don't do it. Don't don't ruin I the book. I would never. For me. How could I possibly? I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it for anybody because everyone should be reading it and and experiencing the uh, the surprises and joys for themselves. It, it is a good book. It is a good book. I really am book. I am really enjoying it. Um, so Liz, why don't we talk about before we you know why don't we talk about um Sabretooth number one because uh that that was one of your picks for the week and um you're kind of a bit more in tune with the the X universe than I am. Uh, another very good book uh, this week uh, that I didn't, you know, I didn't know exactly what to expect from, hmm. uh, but I have to say I was really, you know, pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, so uh, Sabretooth number one um, is written by Victor Lavelle with art by Leonard Kirk, um, hmm. colors by Rain Barreto, and letters by VCs Corey Petit, Petit, Petit. Um, I'm never sure. I'm never, never sure. sure. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's 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 your main credits there in a nutshell. Um, I didn't, I hadn't read any uh, Victor Laval's work before. Um, right. But he uh, he's actually he's he's an author. He's well known author mm. um, of novels, I believe. Um, but uh, he also has done a few comics for Boom Studios. Right. Um, okay. uh, Destroyer and Eve, I, neither of which I've read. Um, but man, I've got a feeling I read Eve way back when, not way back when, because I mean, it actually wasn't that long ago. Um, but obviously, with the uh, weird time compression slash distension that's gone on with uh, with COVID, I'm completely unsure. Um, Hard to say, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah i well i hadn't but i i really enjoy his his voice and his style mm. um and i felt like uh it really fits so well with this character um okay. you know this this book uh so so basically where we left off with Sabretooth was actually quite a long time ago now you know in terms of uh what's been happening with the x-men um Sabretooth, uh the last time we saw him was in house of x 
uh, issue, is it issue three. One? Oh, issue, issue three. three, right? Yeah, mm. where he gets uh, where he gets banished, um, you know, for uh, for his crimes, uh, you know, uh, against you know uh, the human race. Um, the X Men uh, exile him uh, to the pit of Krakoa. Uh, can, I, can I just ask you? Um, it does this sort of retell some of those events from its, it's own angle. It sums it up. It all it does is uh, that you know it it throws you right in, you know, uh, to catch you up with what that what that it has entailed, mm. um, because he's been there ever since, and you know it's it's been sort of a mystery as to you know what that looks like. Um, but it you know it 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 just kind of throws you right in. Um, and it, you know, all it does, uh, in terms of, of, you know, kind of giving you the backstory is there is like a summary page, um, in Sabretooth's voice, like, you know, all of the kind of, um, asides are in the voice of Sabretooth, some of which yeah. are very funny. Um, you know, he sort of talks about, well, where, where exactly is the pit in Krakoa? Like, you know, and, uh, and some of it's very comedic, you know, is it, you know. Uh, it's 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 you know without without sort of getting into it i'll i'll let you know anybody who wants to read it uh laugh for themselves when they when they read that page but uh but it's quite funny um a lot of it is uh you know cuz this character he's you know he's very uh he's very gleefully violent uh very sarcastic um you know he he's uh you know they, so there's a, there's a bit of comedy to be had in there as well but also as i say with the violence you know you got lots of like blood and gore uh as well so where you know uh without giving all you know too much away um what what Vic, victor has been experiencing um in the pit uh is um you know his both his mind and body are confined to the pit so he has been reliving um the killing of his enemies over and over so you know, it seems almost as though, you know, oh, wow, he's, you know, the X-Men have come from him and he kills them all. And then he's, you know, going to escape. But actually, that's just what he is experiencing in his mind over and right. over. And then, you know, uh, to the point where he escapes, uh, you know, his memories are erased and he just carry, you know. So in a way, it almost doesn't seem like a punishment for him because he you know, really enjoys killing yeah. the X-Men um, and all of his enemies. But, um, you know, when he finally, uh, he's approached by Cypher um, and sort of uh, given uh, a bit of leniency. Um, and, you know, uh, so Cypher says, you know, well, while we can't free your body, we will free your mind. And so he kind of becomes aware that that's what's going on with him. And that mm -hmm. gives him um, sort of... Uh, a degree of uh of agency as to you know what he does with that so um so this is you know the, 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 without without sort of you know uh revealing the entire plot um that is what the pit of Kakoa looks like and you know sort of his own version of uh i mean uh, he he describes it as like, hell to begin yeah. with but and it is a bit of a hell, but you know, at a to a degree, uh, you know, once he sort of, you know, is able to free his mind, it becomes something else. So, I mean, does this? <clears throat> we we know we're now heading for. I don't, I don't know if you heard about this. I'm sure you have. Um, this Judgment Day crossover event with the Eternals and the X Men, and I think the Avengers as well. Um, where the X-Men are now going to be classed as deviants, basically. Um, the, the mutants are are considered or are going to be considered deviants. Do you get a sense with any of these one-shots or, or, or with this in particular, they're building towards that? Is there any mention of that or is it just... Not that I could tell, no. no. Um, does, it, does it add anything to that wider mythos? Um, hard to say. Um, you know, not not to that particular mythos, as far as I can tell I, from the first no, I mean, issue. Just the, 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 but, wider, uh, like the, the Hickman X Men. Uh, well, yeah, I think I think it will do uh, mm. further along the line. I think that you know, obviously, this is an issue one, and you know, who knows exactly what direction it's going to take. But you know, I do think that uh, they wouldn't be having a you know a series centered on this character if they weren't going to. Uh, you know, have some sort of ripple effect, 
you know, yeah. into the larger story. I don't, you know. And, and of course, there is a wider connection to Wolverine, and and that's currently run. There's there's the X lives of, of Wolverine, ten lives of Wolverine, I guess, uh, and ten ten deaths of Wolverine current currently running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which everyone at, at uh, that's entertainment uh, is is uh, you know commenting on uh, <laughs> how. Uh, X lives of Wolverine sounds like X wives of Wolverine, and that's the series they actually want to read. <laughs> well, don't they? Don't they, I'm sure they don't. They go through some of his. Have you read any of this? They don't. They go through. I've got the. the I haven't. I haven't read it yet, but uh, um, but you know, I did find that quite funny. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds uh, good. You know, as I say every time the X Men come up, I'm not really a huge X Men fan. Um, however, I, I do like a bit of Wolverine. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to, to kind of digging into that bit uh, and some of the other older Wolverine stuff that's come out. Um, but um, they're doing a Wolverine series based on his like like basically they're putting all the major events of Wolverine's life into a sort of chronology. Now, have you heard about this? That's that's Marvel digital only. Okay. Um, or digital first at least. Yeah. So that's that's currently running on on Marvel Unlimited. Um, I, you know, Hickman remains a a draw and his universe obviously remains a big draw for people. Um, I, I kind of left it after Hoxpox. I think that it's just a great time to, uh, to be an X-Men fan. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, and this was, this was just like, uh, a, a lot of fun. You know, uh, uh, but also, you know, uh, there, there were just some some cool surprises, and 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 uh, you know, it was actually uh, one of those plot threads that's been left open um, for mm. now, you know, a couple of years now, and you know, this this sort of answers that question. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, I I recommend absolutely. Mm. Um, and we still don't know what Hickman's next book is. Like, we we know that he's kind of going to be on the first issue of with with Chris Bacalow of uh, Moon Knight Red, Red. Uh, sorry, Black, White, and Blood, which is the anthology uh, reduced palette kind of books that that uh, Marvel are doing. Um, their equivalent of of DC's Black and White. Um, but there is rumours persisting of a of another secret book. Which is going to right. be huge, and everyone thought it would be Spider Man, which it turns out not to be the case because that's going to be Zeb Wells and, and John Romita Jr. Um, obviously, a big deal to have Romita Jr. returning to the Spider Man universe, returning to Marvel. Um, but yeah, we're still wondering what they uh, do. Do you have any kind of? Would you like? Not. To uh, guess I really, I really couldn't say at all. I mean, you know, um, I'm happy to be surprised. Uh, I mean, because he's he's really, you know, um, at this point, um, as you say, Spider-Man would have been kind of the the thing he hadn't done, you know, because he's done Avengers, he's done Fantastic Four, he's done Um, X-Men, you know, but but, you know, there there's so many, you know, kind of niche characters it could be, Um, you know, if you've already done all the big ones, like, you know, what what are the big ones he hasn't done? I don't know. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, very there's true. Thor, there's Hulk, you know, there's uh, but you know, it, it just you know, uh, mm. completely, completely no clue, not a clue, yeah. not a guess, uh, really. It, just, I'm happy for whatever it's going to be. So it, it could be this this Judgment Day thing that he's handling the X Men side of that. I, I I don't know. Um, and in fact, there may have been an announcement towards that, and I, I just haven't, you know, I'm not caught up. But uh, audience. Do you have an, a guess at what Hickman's next thing might be? Um, what would you like it to be? Why don't you let us know in the comments? Um, because I, I'd love to hear from, from you guys as, as to what you think Hickman would be doing next. Um, Liz would love to hear from you, I'm sure. Um, then uh, I, I do have to say, just before we, we move on from this, I do want to mention uh, the excellent number one. Now, I've not read any ecstatics. Neither um, have I. And that's so, it's quite a it's quite an oversight because um, I've been meaning to for years because you know as a mm. fan of Allred and Milligan, um, mm. you know I've always I've always had it talked up as a really fun book. Um, um, now this spin Ecstatics originally span out of X Force, um, and then kind of got its own title, and there was a bunch of like specials and one shots, and um, it gets revisited from time yeah. to time because it's kind of beloved. Like you know, it has this this kind of 
you know, like very uh, dedicated cult fan base. Yeah, you know, and it's very irreverent. And and this was, I mean, even going in, this this kind of catches you up. Um, going in blind like this, uh, this was a lot of fun. So I, I do want to say, you know, if you if you're out there and you haven't picked that up yet, the excellent number one by uh, Milligan, uh, the All Reds. Um, Definitely worth working. Like Milligan, I, I I always say good things about Peter Milligan because he's always doing good books. Um, also worth checking out is Enigma, the 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 uh, reissued deluxe edition that's just come out. Um, can we talk a bit about New Masters? Would you mind if we uh, jump yeah. on to that next? All right, let's talk about um, New Masters next. So uh, there are two Alien Invasion books this week of sorts, in a way. Mm. Um, Primos and New Masters. Uh, they're actually kind of not alien invasions once you read them, but they were kind of both marketed as alien invasion books. Um, New Masters gives us a, a really interesting kind of spin on uh, a futuristic science fiction Earth um, that rather than focusing on the Western world, actually focuses on Africa. Um, and we're actually in sorry nigeria um well and, the african continent the african continent sorry yes uh focusing on the african continent into nigeria um and it's a fascinating angle i really enjoyed this um i've never seen shogun shoff's work before um i believe they have a background in like video game uh sure. you know sort of uh concept art and uh and storyline Yes, and I believe they were. Um, they've also done the comic series Buckhead, which is is kind of on. I think that's Boom right now, and that's running at the moment. Um, I believe the history of this book was that it was chosen um, uh, as the creator to selected for the creators for creators grant. Yeah, sure, um, and it has apparently been ten years in in the working in the making. Um, so we, we we get a character who is kind of I mean I guess if we want a a connection to the the, the sci-fi that we know it's it's Ray, it's Ray. From, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, she's a scavenger she's a scavenger uh, so an alien ship has crash landed in uh, Nigeria at some point in in the future the near future but also we're looking at a world that has technologically moved on. Um, the Western world is largely dead. New York, New York's gone. Europe's gone. Uh, you know, so it offers you this fascinating kind of um, world without Western influence, which is like, yeah, actually, this is great. You know, it, it's just a for me, it was just a really interesting kind of pitch. I didn't know what I'd make of the book. Um, you know, so we have characters who are partly cybernetic, like uh, uh, Ola herself is, Is you know, she's missing an arm, but has a, a robotic arm to replace it. She has a ro robot Little kind robot. of... robot, yeah, sort yeah. of BB-8 type sidekick, yeah. you know. Who, who's kind of, who helps her out as they kind of scavenge for this material called obsidian, which is like, like a type of... Vibra floor. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like vibranium in a yeah. way. Like, you know, a lot of... So my touchstones for, for this were obviously Star Wars, obviously Black Panther. Yeah. Um, you know, but obviously, you know, it's, 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 it is its own story as well. It's, it's, you know, it's sci-fi fantasy. Mm. Um, uh, you know... So, so a lot of the, you know, a lot of those tropes will just feel, you know, familiar, you know, yeah. anyway, and you just apply them to the things that you know about them. Absolutely, uh, and you know, we have this, we have these kind of intergalactic relationships happening, which is interesting um, because it gives you a future that's moved on from the kind of borders in both, you know, both personal borders and you know, geographical ones. Um, I really love the style of this, the art and colours. I, I, I think Sherman Shoff did the entire book themselves, so they they've done writing, art, colours, the lot. Um, you know, they have a book designer, and uh, Julme Christopher is their colour assistant. Uh, the book designer is Hi uh, Mardikian. I hope I've said that right, Mardikian. Um, you know. It, it, it was just a fascinating read. Um, and I really liked the future world that it laid out. 
It's a, it's, like, it's very, very, you know, like they, they know this world inside out. Um, you know, yeah. and you as the reader are sort of expected to keep up, you know, yeah. they don't spell everything totally. out for you. Uh, you know, you're given a lot of information and in this very deep mythos and, you know, you, you, some of it, um, seems intentionally vague and obscure, right. um, you know, and, uh, you know, you're, you're just sort of meant to be, you know, kind of thrown in and along for the ride and, you know, pick everything up as you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the way it kind of peppers the the, the dialogue with uh, Nigerian dialect and language, and you you just get it from the placement of the words and the syntax and stuff like that. Um, you, you can really hear distinct voices in 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 the book. Um, it, it's a gorgeous looking book, and I I think I'm definitely going to go to issue two on this. Like, I my normal thing is to kind of issue one. And then either trade weight or I'll carry on buying. But I, I think for this, I'm going to get the the series. The yeah, I mean, it's a I don't six know how long issues. It's it's, it's six yeah, issues. Six. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. I just I, I love sci-fi. Uh, almost kind of. I I, I think I, I was talking to a friend about this about things like um, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Push. I'm sure you have with Chris Evans. No. Which is kind of set in a few no okay so it's kind of X Men but set in the future where some people are psychic some people are telepathic, um, you know some people can it, like they are basically X Men, right? Uh, and and the film would be, I, I think, kind of mediocre, except that most of it is set in Hong Kong. And I, I just think sometimes shifting that environment and shifting to a different culture will start to open things up for you creatively. Obviously, this is their culture. They know more about it than, than you or I would. Um, and I, I think that that then gives you a, a kind of... I, I don't know what I'm looking for, really. It just it, it kind of gives you a different way into it. Right, and and in a way, you you are kind of scrabbling for two anchor points. Right, so one is the sci-fi universe, and the other is this this other thing that's you know, you know, quote unquote foreign. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely loved it, uh, and definitely, definitely going to to a second issue on that. Um, and this is not the only book um, this week, as you say, that um, is you know theoretically an alien alien invasion book. But also yeah, um, and, something that that uh, really dips into the culture of its characters. And... Yeah. Um, so Primos, number one from um, AWA. Uh, AWA. Uh, this is written by the comedian and actor Al Madrigal. Uh, it is drawn by. Sorry, I just have to get the uh, credits in front of me. Uh, Carlo uh, Barberi. Uh, colors by Brian Reba. Uh, letters by And World Design. Um, so this actually deals with the Mayan culture. Um, but also the contemporary, like, you know, sort Mexican, of, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, which, again, is... I, I have been reading a lot of uh, um, uh, Kirby Eternals uh, lately, um, just for something I'm doing on the site and, and for the fact that, you know, Eternals is now on Disney+. Plus. Um and of course, a lot is is based on. I, I don't know if you, you. I'm sure you know of this, but I don't know if you ever read uh, Chariots of the Gods. Um, right, which so I have. Yeah, so there is there is a, a definite connection there when you read Kirby's Eternals too. Uh, no doubt he was reading Chariots of the Gods and just consuming it because that was a. I think that was a big cultural thing, especially in the US, which talks about how there is a possibility that effectively these very old cultures like the Mayans and the Aztecs came from space. Like they're not, they're not kind of human based cultures. I, I don't know if historically that has now been rubbished. I don't know how much I want to believe that because, you know, is it a bit like saying, well, I believe in UFOs and, and, you know, <laughs> there was that zeitgeisty time in the eighties and nineties where UFOs were the thing, man, you know. <laughs> well, I think, you know, there's like yeah. the X-Files, you know, yeah, sort sure. of revved people up. But it was just, it was just there, but it permeated, you know, really deeply into the culture. Um, and it never quite goes away. 
I, I guess once you open that box, that's it. You can't close it. Um, but it doesn't have the same resonance now as it did then. And um, I, I don't know if I want to commit to saying that I believe this or I believe that. Oh yeah, podcast. go on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out there, Paul. Go on. <laughs> Well, it's really ironic that of the two of us, uh, uh, you're the more grounded on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. uh... so... So, you know, get this. Sabrina the Teenage Witch here is the one that doesn't believe. <laughs> I'm the skeptic. I, I, I think, look, I, I think anything is possible. And especially since in dealing with UFOs, you are dealing with possible science you're not dealing with magic you're dealing with science right the possibility of other life on other planets visiting ours um whether or not they those things would have founded cultures i i really can't say and there's been plenty of filmic stuff on this i mean like prometheus a few years back we dealt with that exactly um in terms of the book i i think this is an uh, a good fun book i structurally i think it kind of could do with a, a bit of rejigging it's uh, uh but sorry go on i'd be please. curious to know if this is al madrigal's first comics work i i think it is i okay. think it came judging from the back matter, it came from a meeting or like a conversation rather with uh axel alonso who's, who's also part mexican um and they were kind of bemoaning the the lack of uh you know Mexican heroes and and characters and and here we have an interesting thing which is you know sci-fi spacemen plus superheroes and right. that's kind of an interesting mix i think um but i think structurally it would have been better to keep the kid out of it for a lot. Like I, I would have liked to have seen him at the beginning and then, because it, I, I think I, I don't want to talk about the last few frames right. of the book. Yeah, because sure. he, last yeah, few pages if you want to book. read it, you really want to yeah. experience that for yourself. But, but I yeah. think that, that surprise um, would have been better if the book had been rooted in the Mayan culture right at the beginning in the past. And then you realise, oh no, this is a contemporary, actually a contemporary book. Uh, I, I think I would have preferred that. However, I'm not sure what that would have done to the second issue if you had had to introduce all these contemporary characters in issue right. two, because I've seen that before, and it and it just <laughs> it, it just the book just falls over flat. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so I don't I, know how you would have handled it. Handled I it, I, so. I would agree with that to a degree. Like um, you know, I and I think um. I think uh, Al Madrigal, you know, and this is not like a, you know, like a hard criticism of him as a writer. I think that he's got a, you know, he, the fact that you mentioned, because I didn't realize he was a comedian. Um, the fact that you mentioned that makes a lot of, you know, puts a lot of context into my my reading of that now. Yeah. Because, um, because there were times when, you know, it's just like, it, it, you know, there's a lot of humor in it. Uh, some of it, you know, like a bit on the foul mouth side, except that they, you know, instant rather than say the swears that, and everything. That uh, actually they, got they, on my nerves a bit. Because it, was it was just a little like too every, much. It was yeah. a little too much. And uh, and some of the some of the jokes and some of you know so, there was a lot of unnecessary repetition um, for I would say the first half of the book in in some of the things you know some of the jokes and some of the uh, exposition you know, which I think would work well in maybe a movie script or something or a TV script, but in a comic, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you have to be a lot more sparing. Mm. Um, so I do think a little bit of the first issue got chewed up with stuff like that. Um, I don't see it as a big problem because he did create a likable protagonist, um, you know, and, uh, and, and some likable supporting characters. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I would agree that, you know, it, you know, uh, uh, obviously everyone's first, you know, first comic, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. And I do think he's got talent and, you know, I, I you know, sort of would look forward mm. to seeing him on, you know, doing more books. Um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, I think I would like to see, you know, uh, 
it, it, it pared down a little bit more in the next issue, you know, yeah. and hopefully so, because, uh, you know, as, as I said, a lot of it was exposition that, you know, as we go, we won't really need that so much. So. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I just would have liked to maybe see a bit of a restructure on the book, but again, I, I, I can't speak and say that, Oh, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I know mean, 100%. I know more than that guy because I, I don't, I certainly couldn't get up on stage and, and do jokes in front of people. Um, I can barely do them on this show. Um, yes. um it, it has been an incredibly diverse week, actually. I think uh, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I don't want to leave that 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 book on a bum note, like you know, I no. do think it's uh, it, I, I, I actually think, think it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite you know, it was quite fun. I like the, uh, you know, the, the themes of family, you know, that, that sort of play out throughout it. Primos itself is, is you know, is actually the word cousins. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can really tell that this is going to be a very family oriented book, you know, with his mother, his brother, his cousins, you know, and I think, uh, I think all of that has a lot of appeal. Um, um yeah, I, very true. Um, I like the fact that there was two uh, two editions of this book that came out: a Spanish language uh, yes. edition and a uh, and an English language one. Uh, but even yeah, in, throughout um, the English language one, there's a lot of uh, you know th there's yeah. um, Spanish language peppered throughout. I think that it's one of the things that's really key in in those two books this week. Um, is they kind of bringing the culture to you, but also expecting you to kind of, as, as you said with with um, New Masters, uh, New Masters was catch up. Yeah, you catch up and, and keep up. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's been a thing lately. I mean, a lot of people were talking about uh, Spielberg's version of West Side Story, um, where he's chosen not to include Spanish sub uh, English subtitles for the Spanish speaking sections of the film. Which I, I, I don't know how I would feel about that because I, I like to know everything that's going on, you know. <laughs> um, right. So, um, but apparently, it's, it's it's kind of gone down quite well with audiences. Um, also speaking, you know, different cultures, the Monkey Prince. Um, this I, I don't want to get too deeply into this, uh, just because we're running low on time. Um, but this is I, a new character. Uh, you didn't get a chance. I didn't to grab get a chance right? to read. No, I really, you know, I'm bummed uh, because see, uh, I meant to grab it and I just forgot it the last minute. So I, you know, unfortunately, okay. I haven't read this, but I think I will do. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about it, though? So, so it is uh, by. Um, uh, oh God, my mind's gone a blank. I, I, uh, I just need to get in front of me. Uh, uh, Jean Luan Yang, who uh, wrote Superman, uh, or sorry, did the pencils, I think, for Superman. Smashes uh, the Clan. Smashes the Clan. Uh, Bernard Chang is the artist. Uh, Sebastian Cheng is the colorist. Uh, Janice Chiang is the uh, letterer. Um, so this actually is kind of a, uh, a Batman adjacent book, but kind of just uses him sparingly which is good uh, it's not why i picked it up I, I just picked it up because it looked kind of fun and bright and colorful um and it, what's interesting about the book i don't want to say too much because you haven't read it uh there is a, a small appearance from damien which i think you'll enjoy oh yeah uh, i always so, enjoy damien popping up in anything uh i i, I suspect it'll be worth you kind of taking a look at it uh but it's weird because the, the parents of the lead character in this are villains or at least work for villains and they work for villains knowingly in Gotham. Um, so that puts an interesting spin because that's, that's kind of, that, that takes me back to, you know, spoiler Stephanie Brown, you know? Yeah. Um, then the, that will kind of color the book, but it also goes back into the, the territory of Chinese legend legends. Um, and particularly one that's kind of actually quasi known to me from television in the eighties in the UK, which is is there was a show called Monkey. Um, the premise of which was that the the Monkey Prince steals, I think, peaches from the magical garden um, of his king, 
and is exiled to Earth with three companions, Pixie, Sandy, uh, and a monk. Um, now, this show was bizarre. It's Never such thought, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I know about it. Was, it. I remember, like, yeah. it was like a gorilla's song. Um, yeah. You know, that, uh, that I, I think plays into that same bit of folklore. Uh, and the... It, it it was dubbed in the UK, so um, we never got to see the original sort of Chinese language version subtitled. Uh, and it was comedic slash fantasy, I guess. Um, but it would have been for a lot of people their first introduction to martial arts in the UK. Um, and there was some bizarre stuff in it, and it plays into that legend. I, I'm kind of keen to see where it goes because i don't know that monkey was such a big thing in in the us so um it, it's interesting to see it playing out in this book I, I don't have too much to say about it just because you haven't read it and, and i kind of read it in a bit of a hurry unfortunately um and you wanted to talk briefly about uh dark knights of steel i just wanted to mention it because you know i like i don't think we never talked about it on the on the podcast previously did we like i, I think uh I think that we, somehow or other, we've always sort of managed to miss um, discussing yeah. it whenever it's come out. And it came out this week, and it's just so good. Like, I just, uh, you know, I just <laughs> I just want to talk about it because it's so great. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's at, you, every time I read an issue of it, you know, it's just like I, the, the, the feeling I'm left with is like, oh, Oh, that was amazing. It's so great. I can't believe it, you know. Uh, and uh, and it, that was like this this week just another killer issue with yeah. a great great twist. Like, you know, that I did not see coming and you know, I just I, like I I it's probably the book that gets me, you know, uh the most excited every time I read it, you know. Uh, sure. that, you know, that's that's going at the moment. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's, you know, obviously a pretty big claim, but but you know, every time I put it down, I'm just like, wow. That was that was just so cool. Uh, you know, so I, I don't want to say what happens, obviously, because you haven't um, read yeah, it. I'm... And anybody who's not reading it, because it's a little of, it seems like it's a little bit of a below the radar book, you know, uh, you I, know, at, at the, at, like... well, I mean, in a way, I mean, I, you know, for example, like, you know, the, uh, the you know, the sub boxes at, at my shop, you know, there's probably about 10 or 15 people subscribing to it. But, you know, I feel like everyone should be. It's just, it's just, you know, sure. um, you, you know, I, I, every time it comes out, I just want to like put it into the hands of all my customers, um, mm. you know, and send them off and, you know, just uh, do the good work of, of getting everyone it is, reading it. I, I wonder because it's an Elseworlds series effectively, although they're not, they're not listening. They're Elseworlds not calling series. it an Elseworlds, no. but it is. Um, it, it is an Elseworlds series. And I, I I wonder if that kind of makes it a harder sell. Although, you know, they commissioned 12 issues of this. So, right. and it's it's Tom Taylor who, who does really well with, with this, this kind, kind of, of playground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I did not expect to enjoy Deceased. And I did. Um, Injustice. So, amazing. I, like, which I've still not read. I, I know you right. gave his, his, time, his but, um, parts of Injustice are just uh, incredible. Right. And, uh, and like, you know, this week's issue did something so unexpected okay. and so I'm gonna, cool. I'm going to try and read it. I, I, I probably won't get to read it tonight, but I, I, I'm going to try and read yeah. it tomorrow, I think, in, in my lunch break. So uh, I'll give it a look and, and uh, no doubt we'll be messaging you to say. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, funny enough, so um, I, I picked up the first. I wasn't actually going to pick this up. I, I was going to trade weight. Um, one of my colleagues, uh, Olive, uh, I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning her on the show, um, although I doubt she watches, so it won't make a difference. But one of my colleagues, Olive, had picked it up and she went, oh, there's like a reveal in the first issue that I like just, <laughs> just made me laugh. And, you know, uh, I, I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, okay, so I'll look out for that. And, and of course, like we, having read that first issue, know what that reveal is. Um and once I'd picked up that first, issue, was just like, oh yeah, now I'm in for the whole thing. It's just, you know, I'll yeah. I'll go through it. Um, and it, and it's interesting how much of the DCU it's encompassing. 
Yes. And like, you know, I think, uh, you know, I wrote a little short review for it, uh, you know, on, on my website, but one of the, one of the things that, um, that I love about it, you know, I mean, it's, so it's Game of Thrones, you know, yeah. it's it set in the DC universe. That's, that's right. pretty much, you know, the, the or, nutshell or, or premise for utilizing it. Utilizing DC characters. Utilizing DC characters. Um, uh, but it's also a little bit Marvel 1602 in that, uh, yes. part of the fun is kind of figuring out you know which you know who they're talking about you know mm. a lot of the characters are given different different names you know or they're referred to as different things but you can yes. easily kind of you know you can kind of figure out uh who which dc character they're talking about um it's just really neat it's just really really neat like you know i <laughs> i can't you know i sort of recommend highly enough you know for anyone who's a dc fan um you know it just uh, it's, it's a, you know, with, uh, with that premise, it's able to do some really interesting things with the characters. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I'm keen to see where it goes because like he really has thrown everything in there. Sorry. My yeah. chair seems to be kind of collapsing as I, <laughs> as I do this. Um, he really does seem to be throwing everything in there and, and I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Wait until um, you get to the end of this issue. Like, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely read it tomorrow, and uh, no doubt we'll we'll have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> if not on the show next week, right. definitely, <laughs> definitely via WhatsApp or something. Um, yeah. So, I, I, just before we go, I'm going to head off. Bored of this now, right? <laughs> so just yeah, I've had it. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to announce a couple of things coming up on the the comic crush, or one thing really that's going to be quite a, hopefully going to expand into quite a big thing and an ongoing thing. So, with the new Batman movie coming out um, in God less than three weeks now from here, fourth wow. uh, of March, uh, because no, uh, February is of course a very short month. Um, I'm starting a thing called the Year of the Bat on on the comic crush um so it's going to be a mixture of uh articles videos podcasts um it's going to be a year's worth of stuff it's probably actually going to go beyond the year because i i can't see me finishing everything i want to finish with it this year but this is kind of a big year for batman stuff uh we've got the 10th anniversary of dark knight rises we've got the 30th anniversary of uh, Batman Returns. We've got the new Batman movie. Um, so uh, there's going to be a bunch of like brand new content on on the site. Um, as I say, it's going to expand into the videos, into the podcasts, into everything. Really, um, my my goal is to have every aspect of the site <laughs> kind of pushed towards this one thing at least once. Um, so we're going to kick off. Uh, my goal is to kick off with the Batman reading list, which I did at All But All uh, as, as kind of a lark, really, mm -hmm. um, based on a guy called Colin Colcher. He did a, a, a thing called the the Chronological Batman Reading List or something like that, which takes Batman's life as one large thing. So he did the modern age one, which runs from year one all the way up to uh, the end of the DC Universe for the New 52. Um, so it was like 20 odd years of chronology and I kind of ran with that and did something based on the trades we had available at Orbital. Um, I'm going to redo that, uh, but I'm going to go even more in depth than I went before. So you're going to get one or two of these a month. Hopefully there'll be a new title added. Um, and I'm going to try and go as in depth as possible with each one. So starting with year one, uh, I'm about a third of the way or halfway through the article now. Hopefully it should be up and running by next week with some lovely sort of images. And we'll hopefully give you new information and shed new light on the creation of that book. Plus, we're going to talk about the book itself. Uh, Liz and I are hopefully going to do some stuff. Uh, we don't know what yet. We haven't really discussed it at all. Um, but it's going to be a year's worth of 
of programming for the website and i i really hope you you kind of dig in and it doesn't mean any other stuff on the website is stopping there's still going to be loads more reviews articles uh and uh this show coming back um for a few weeks and then uh we've got moon night coming as well we're going to be doing stuff on that i'm really looking forward to digging into that with liz as always um so we've got a show planned for that that will probably run concurrently with this this show um so you may actually get a few weeks where you get uh two two shows on a saturday and this is our new slot by the way i should have said this all at the beginning this is our new slot saturday evening for now um just to give us a bit more time to kind of dig into more books um liz has a new working schedule my working schedule has changed a bit so we, we're, we're kind of having to just move things around um but we still want to give you the show within the the week that the comics come out um so yeah we're going to be uh here every saturday around uh i'm going to aim for sort of 7 30 8 p.m uh releasing time um i hope you'll stick with us and and, and come along for that uh, and let us know how you find the new slot and and how you're finding the show um that's it from us i think liz uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, uh, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, resuming our, our, our show now, and uh, you know, having the excuse to read some different. Enjoyed comics, is a strong I, word. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed the comics. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, the rest probably, of it thanks. I can put up with, but. <laughs> Um, speaking of comics, speaking Um, of comics, I get mine at That's Entertainment in Worcester, Massachusetts. I I get mine at Gosh Comics in London, England. So whichever side of the planet you're on. Yep, yeah. (laughs) Uh, side of the Atlantic, rather. Um, you can, uh, you can find your comics. Um, yes. So all those comics are available at those comic stores as well as many other fine comic book stores. If you want to uh, check out more new comics, there is a web shop on the Comic Crush, um, which you can get to quite easily. Uh, Have a look at that because that helps support this. Um, There is the Patreon, which also helps support this. Uh, I, I would love to, again, you know, be able to pay my contributors um such as this fine person here uh who, who does this thankless task every week <laughs> it would be and nice. has to part with me don't you think she deserves money for putting up with me um <laughs> actually you know what liz um can we can we tell people about what happened to your box of comics um Are we, allowed uh, to? we we can we can mention it although it's very you know it's it's a very uh heavy heavy saddening topic for me so <laughs> Liz recently moved back to the US a little while ago, just just pre-pandemic, um, and her her comics and all her things were sent afterwards. Unfortunately, one of her box of comics, one of the, and and the stuff, the box unfortunately containing the rarer trades that she owned was was damaged, destroyed. Yeah, destroyed, like irreparably. Like I saw the pictures, and it was just absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, long box for full of yeah. all my out of print beautiful books. Yeah, um, some, some really good stuff. Which kind of you know we might be able to find at various comic stores in various you know in, in the UK or or but it, it it's proven to be a bit of a struggle. You know what, Liz? I would like to help with that, and I would like the audience to help with that. So if if and I'm not saying you have to, but if you want to kind of sign on to the Patreon, even if it's just for a few months, I would like to try and commit a portion of that after the, the sort of initial cost of the website has been taken out uh, because that's what the Patreon pays for. And to be clear, the Patreon at the moment just pays for the basic cost, the monthly cost of the website. So we I don't make a lot on the Patreon. I'll be br- brutally honest. I would love if more people were checking it out. But I actually want to help my buddy here get her comics back because i think i you know it's just one of those things i mean it's not (laughs) it's not a major incident no one was hurt oh i was (laughs) emotionally no one was hospitalized um but i'd I'd like to just do something fun and nice for my pal here who who comes and 
onto the show and <laughs> takes the abuse every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, and does a brilliant very, job very and remains uh, a lot more informed and um, verbose about comics than, than I do. Uh, and, you know, brings her A-game to the show every week. I, I would love to kind of help out, Liz, if you'll let me. So I'm, I'm going to ask the audience to consider signing on to Patreon, even if it's just for a few months, to take the number up so I can can try and help Liz out with... Um, you can also... There is also a donations button for the PayPal. If you do that, I will re-donate that money to, oh, to Liz. Well, uh, to help great. out with her comics. Um, just because I, I, I just want to do something nice for my pal. Um, and I'm saying, you know, please please help me do that. Um, because it is a shame. Like I saw. Oh saw my God. It was, it was like, I, I was devastated. It was, yeah. it was awful. Um, but... I, and, and, you know, I always think trades are the big commitment. That's where you're saying, I want to keep this in my life. I want, I want this book in my life, you know? So yeah, guys, you know, if you want to, um, if you want to help out, uh, please do. No pressure, but I, I you know, I, I, I would love it if you did. Um, and then, if you want to stick with with helping the Patreon, it's great. There is a, like a two pounds level, like a basic support level, and you still get stuff for that two quid. You still get extra bonus material. Um, we are going back at the end of every month and we're going to start doing a bonus show, especially for the, the, the patrons. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, come on, let's, let's try and help, uh, Liz out. <laughs> um, Aww. so yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in on the podcast. Uh, I do appreciate your, your ongoing support and uh, and love for the show. Uh, feel free to drop us a comment, talk to us about uh, anything, really, anything comics-related. Yeah, we'd love uh, that. We, yeah, we will answer. We are talking about doing a, 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 a maybe a monthly live show. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that works. Yeah. Um, inspired by all the fine work that our buddy uh, Keith Hiles does over on his channel, Home Media Minefield. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, and in fact, I've got a special show I need to talk to you about when we when we hang up this this uh, program. Liz, it, it, I, I've been saying goodbye for too long. So, guys, catch you later. Catch us on the crush. All the details to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all the other things are in the uh, description box below. Utilize them, please. Follow us. Um, come and tell us much how much you love the show, uh, and we certainly love having you on board to listen, Liz. Thank you. Yep. See you next week. <laughs> See you Good next to be week. Be back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to be back. No, I, I'm really glad. I, I got a bit kind of twitchy not being on the show every week. So, uh, guys, thanks for watching. Liz, thanks for coming along and, and doing this again. And we'll catch you next week on The Crush. Goodbye. Bye.